Shalom Abrach, we're up to Masechus Babakama, Daf Yud Aleph. Today's Daf discusses, uh, with the, again, the Nizik keeping the carcass and the Mazik only paying the difference. We uh, discuss who else would need to do that, the, who has to actually slip around the carcass, deal with selling it. We discuss the status of a Shoyal, whether he also gets to pay only the difference of what's left, not the entirety. And that leads us into a string of other statements made by Ulam Rebbe Lazar about Ashilya coming out in, in over two days. Do we count the Tomah from day one or day two? Bechor Shenitraf, with his opinion of Ben there. How to make a Kenyan on a Behemagasa. What gets put into the pot when dividing a Yerusha? A Shoymer Shemosar Le Shoymer. We begin at the last line of Yudam Abayez, where the Gemara tells us that L'chayra, this Ma'achleikas, this Halacha, that the Nizak keeps the Nevela, the Mazak pays the rest of his damages, minus the Nevela. L'chayra, it's Ma'achleikas Tanoim. Where do we find this? There's a price that I learned from the Pasuk, Torah Yitarif Yavio, aid. If the Shemir Sacher is watching an animal and it gets destroyed, he has to bring an aid that it was an Oynes, and then he's Potter. Abishol says he doesn't bring an aid, he brings Adudo, he brings the carcass to Bezdin. I don't know if it's literally the animal itself or Raya's you know, Adam that there is a carcass. Lachari, they're arguing whether the carcass is property of the Nizik or the Mazik. Who needs to bring the proof? The value of this carcass. The Gemara answers no, the truth is in that price that everyone holds. Like we're saying that the Nizik gets this carcass. The Shiloh over there was only who has to deal with it. Yeah, we have in the same vein, and Achiram saying a Brisa, that the Balha bar has to bring up the shore that fell into his bar because the Pasuk says, But the comma after that is it's a little bit of a Hasidish Adrasha. And Abai tells Rava, what are we talking about taking out this Nevela? If the Nevela is only worth a one zuz when it's down in the bar. And when you take it out onto the ledge, it's worth four. Then, of course, the Nizak has to be the one to take it out. It's his money. He's making it go from one zuz to four. Why should the Mazak do that? Gemara says the truth is we're talking about a case where it was worth the same in the pit and on the side of the pit. Although it's not so easy to find a case like that, people say... That a beam in the city is worth the same zuz as it is in the desert. So it can be worth the same. But it's a chiddush that the nizik is the one to bring the shor out. The nizik is the one that's in charge of the tircha. Now Shmuel tells us that when it comes to evaluating what's left of the damage to subsidize the payment, we don't do that for a ganav or a gazlin. We only do that by a nizik. Shmuel says that he says this also by uh, Shoyal, by someone who borrows, and Abba agrees with him. Now, we say what by a Shoyal? Do we say that a Shoyal does get that evaluation or doesn't get that evaluation? The Gemara brings a Raya to Shoyal by a guy who borrows an axe from his friend, and he broke it. When they came to Rav, he said, you have to buy him a brand new full-fledged axe Minus nothing. So you see that by a shoyal, 
we don't evaluate what is left over and only pay the difference. That's not true. But surely he pays full. I, the Gemara says, that's not a riot. Over there, Rav Kahano was yelling at Rav Asi, and Rav Asi were yelling at Rav that that's not the halacha, and Rav was quiet. So in fact, you see that the, that the halacha is that by a shoyal, you do evaluate what's left of the damage, and he only has to pay the left the leftovers. This actually, in Amukhi Yosef brings the Ramah, it says, this is the makar that shtika is kehoida. From the fact that Rav didn't respond, you see that he was masking to their argument. Now the Gemara brings a string of halachas said by Ulam Rav Lazar. The first one is that we evaluate what the Ganav and the Gazl have damaged and we make them only pay the rest. Connected what we had just said before. It's another shita. Repopi says that we don't do this evaluation for them. And the Maya said halachas is that we don't, not for a Ganav or a Gazl and Abba. But when it comes to a Shoyel, there we do only we evaluate and we only make them pay the difference like Rav Kahana and Ravazi and what Rav was moided to them with his shtika. Second case, Ulam Ravazi tells us that if a shilya, an amniotic sac, comes out over the span of two days so we have to start counting this birth from the first day we have to assume that Rav of the fetus came out on day one. But Rava tells him, you know, you're trying to be machmer, but in essence, this is a, a kula because the 40 or 80 days of this post-birth tuma is going to end a day earlier if you start from the first day. So Rava therefore says, you have to be machmer in both directions. You have to assume it that the first day there was a baby in there. But we only actually count the days starting from the second day that the Shalia came out. The Gemara says, what's the Chiddush? What, what, what's Rava teaching us? Or rather, what's, what's Ula or Omer Rav Lozer teaching us? What's his Chiddush? That if a part of a Shalia comes out, there has to be a Vlad in there. Right? And the whole Chiddush is that there's only one suffix. The only Shalia is when it came out, not if there was a baby in there. Otherwise, it's a Sfax and Obitar. This is already a halacha we learned in a Mishnah that if a shilya by a ben pakua, by an animal, comes out before the, an- the, the, the mother was shechted, if it comes out partially, then that shilya is also to eat. We don't give it the status of a ben pakua because we assume that that little bit that it came out had the baby in it, so it was already born. So it would need a shechita. Ben Pekua is an amazing halacha that if, the, if, if a mother is shechted with a living fetus inside, that baby inside doesn't need shechita. But since it came out mixtas, before the shechita, we assume that that counted as its birth. Lachari, the same halacha is by a woman and by, a, by an animal. If part of the shelik comes, comes out, we assume that the baby's in it. The Gemara says, no, there is a chiddush here because if I just had that mishnah, I would think that you can have part of a shilya come out without it having a baby in there. We just make a gzera that we're worried that the shilya entirely came out and went back in. Mamelo that Ben would be entirely usher without shita. Kamash Malan, then no, there's an actual din in the mixas shilya. It's not just a gzera to a kulay coming out. The third halacha, Ulam Rebelosha tells us, is that if a bechor, a, a human baby, uh, was a trefa and died within the first 30 days that it's born, you don't do a pinyana ben on that baby. 
Rami Barachom also brings this in a brisa from the pasuk of Podisifda, which sounds like you would even do a, a pidyon within thirty days. If it dies, Kamash Malon the pasuk says ach to say no. It's only if the baby survives thirty days. Fourth halacha we learn from Ula and Rabbalazer is that if an animal, uh, a behemah gasa, a large animal, not like a little goat, a cow, yeah, the only way to, to be coined is with mishicha. By pulling it, by leading it, I, we learned that you, you're kind of with misira by handing it over. So the Gemara says that there's actually a machlaikas here. The Bryce brings the Chachomim that say that little lambing animals are kind of with Meshicha. And Rabbi Shimon, he says you do Hagbah. You have to figure out how to do Hagbah on a really big animal, like an elephant. That's a lebedegesugyo and kedushin. getting an animal that the, if you're getting it to stand on something or getting an, can you get an elephant to jump? That's an interesting shaila. Fifth halacha tells us that when the brothers are dividing their father's property, the clothing that they are wearing that was bought with the estate's money that also gets evaluated. It gets thrown into the pot. But what their children, right, the mesa's grandchildren are wearing. That's not evaluated. They don't have to come to bed. They're not mavaza them for that. Rep. Papa says that sometimes we don't even throw in what the child is wearing. And we find this with the Godal, the oldest brother. Since he's representing all the brothers, they all want him to be wearing the nicest clothing to re- represent them nicely. So his clothing bought by the state, that remains with him. That's not part of the division. Sixth halacha, Ulam tells us that if a shoimer passes on the thing that he's watching to another shoimer, he's potter. Rashi says that this doesn't mean being fully potter. It means that he's not any more high than he would be if he was being shoimer. The Me'iri brings a sheet to this entirely potter. Rabbi Shunim say that he would be potter, mamish potter, as long as he didn't downgrade the shmira. Now, obviously... Ulam Rabbalazar says, if the Shomer Chinam were to give it over to a Shomer Sachar, a better guarding, then he's going to be Potter. But even if he handed it to a lower level, a Shomer Sachar hands it to a Shomer Chinam, he's still going to be Potter because the Maisa, he gave it to a Ben Das to watch. Rav, however, totally disagrees. He says that if a Shomer hands, hands it over to a Shomer, he's going to be Chayiv, even if he gave it to a better Shmira because the, the owner can say, I gave it to you because I trust you to swear if anything happened. Bonus. I don't trust this other guy. I don't accept his swear. So therefore, you are chayiv if you pass it on. So that's Machlekes Rava and Abelazar. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.